Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Game Time with Boomer Esiason. This week's guest is the NFL's record holder for the longest field goal and the most field goals over 50 yards, All-Pro Arizona Cardinal Matt Prater. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official partner of the NFL. Today's guest holds the NFL record for the longest field goal. In addition to his epic 64-yarder, he also holds records for most field goals over 50 yards. That would be 59. Most consecutive 50-yard-plus field goals made, that would be 14. And most consecutive 55-yard-plus field goals made, that would be 7. And it's my pleasure to welcome the man with the golden instep. His name is Matt Prater. Matt, welcome to Game Time. Great to see you, man. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I know you're actually in Arizona now. You're getting ready to go uh, kick for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you know, by your own admission, last year with the Detroit Lions, you said that you were way too inconsistent. And one of the reasons probably why Detroit decided to move on from you. It was a tough season. I think also with the co- everything with COVID and playing in an empty stadium was tough. I think that was one thing that a lot of people didn't take into account. It was tough, especially in like a, a kicking situation. Usually it's really loud and a lot of noise going on, but I could hear conversations with the other guys were having on the other side of the ball. It was just, just a tough season all around. And then we weren't winning games. Um, coaches and, um, and Bob Quinn, the GM were fired towards the end of the season. So it was just tough all around. Yeah, Detroit can't seem to get their act together for whatever reason. And now you're in Arizona with the contending team. There's no question about that. Going back to Detroit, I think they're doing, you know, a good job and I have a lot of confidence. I know they're going to get that place right eventually. Um, and I'm excited for him, but I'm, I'm really thankful and really happy to be in Arizona and be on a contending team. 
You know, I did that late in my career as well, and there's not a better place to live, that's for sure. And I know that you're kind of moving somewhat back home. Your wife is from Arizona, right? Right, yeah. My wife actually cheered for the Cardinals, um, I think, in 2005. So um, she has family here. My dad lives here, so it's perfect. No, that was after I left. I was there in 1997, <laughs> so I'm not sure who she is. Anyway, uh, you know, so when you think about going back to Arizona, your old special teams coach is there. Your old long snapper is there. So there's got to be some familiarity going into that situation. For sure. Um, and I really enjoy it. Like, I, it's it's awesome when you get to work with guys that you get along with great, too. So I'm excited just to work with Coach Rogers, Coach Fitzsimmons, who I was with in Detroit and Brewer. And just going into it, knowing, you know, one of the two guys I've worked with before and been successful with, with Brewer. So I'm uh, really excited. And he's also one of my best friends, too. Well, that's good. You know, the good thing is, is that Braden Combs, your last year's special teams coach, said you haven't lost anything on your fastball. You still have a very, very powerful leg, if not one of the most powerful legs in the NFL today. Oh, thanks. Uh, I, that's one thing I go back and forth with. I, I go out and practice and um, I definitely can't kick it as far as I used to, but I still would put myself up there with anybody. Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, he's like the polar opposite of Matt Patricia, Jim Caldwell. Seems like he's really suave and cool and all that other stuff. What are the vibes you catch him from him? So far, he seems like a player's coach, and he's he played, obviously. And, uh, yeah, he gets to the point. Meetings are a, a lot shorter than they were in Detroit the last few years, for sure. But uh, he, he brings the energy, and it's going to be fun playing for him. You, you mean Matt Patricia had a lot of long meetings? That's not surprising. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. It just depends. I guess, I guess we, I feel like we're in meetings quite a bit. All right, we're just getting warmed up right now with Matt Prater, the kicker for the Arizona Cardinals. Stay with us as game time continues right after this. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and this season new customers can bet $1 on any NFL game and get $150 automatically. Download the app with promo code GAMETIME and place your bets now. The promo code is game time. Baseball has been a great partner of ours. They, um, you know, I think really understand the value that uh, betting and fantasy sports can drive for their game and for engagement with their fans. And um, I think they also understand that, you know, Bringing this into the light will allow for better monitoring. A lot of the things that may have occurred in the past happened in the illegal betting markets and having things in the legal regulated betting markets allows for even better monitoring of integrity of the game, which I know is extremely important to baseball and all the sports leagues. You're watching Game Time with Boomer Esiason, brought to you by GEICO. Welcome back to Game Time. Matt Prater grew up playing soccer in Estero, Florida, near Fort Myers, and one of his teammates was Santiago Gramatica, whose older brothers, Martin and Bill, were both NFL kickers. One day, Matt's dad said, shoot, you could kick. Why don't you try it? And the rest, as they say, is NFL history. So is that exactly how it happened? Is it that simple, Matt? Yeah, basically, um, my dad's like, shoot, you know, you can you can kick the soccer ball pretty well. Why don't you try kicking the football? So went out. I think I was 11 or 12 the first time I played in Pop Warner, and yeah, I feel like we won a lot of games because you get two points for an extra point instead of one. So we won a lot of games just from the extra point. You know, your dad was a psychiatrist. Is that right? 
Yep, yep, still practices too. And he probably has – it's pretty hard to watch you kick. I think he is uh, a guy that I would think also be able to help you with thinking things through as a kicker. Right. My brothers always joke and call him Houdini because when he comes to games, anytime it's third down and we're in field goal range, he disappears. He still, to this day, gets nervous and doesn't really like to watch. Now, is it true that your parents didn't see your record-setting kick of 64 yards? Yeah, it's true. They were at a, a friend's house for a Christmas party or something. And uh, so I guess my mom's phone started blowing up and she didn't believe it. She thought one of their friends was playing a prank and then she wouldn't wash it. And I guess they both started crying and hugged. It was, it's, it's, yeah, that's a special moment. Yeah, it was a special moment, you think? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I would say so. So, you know, last year we saw Sarah Fuller of Vanderbilt. Uh, kicking an SEC game. And then there was Carly Lloyd from the U.S. women's soccer team saying that she would try out for an NFL football team. Do you think we'll ever see a woman kicking field goals in the NFL? Yeah, I don't see why not. Um, you know, if they're kicking them straight and going through the post, why not? Why not is right. And back to your career, you know, you went to the University of Central Florida. You went undrafted. Now, take the world through like the nomad travels that a kicker has to go through to try to make it and stick with an NFL team and how hard that is and how your confidence gets shaken when you're told that you're not good enough. Yeah, it was it was tough and definitely a learning experience. You come in and um, for me personally, I came to Detroit and I was lucky. I got to work with Jason Hansen and learn from him. I was I was just picking his brain as much as I could. And I knew, you know, I wasn't going to, no matter what I did, I wasn't going to beat him out. And, and for the young guys, free agents, especially, you got to think of, you know, wins and losses determine people's jobs. And, you know, head coaches might be a little skeptical to put a kid that doesn't have any, you know, game history and, you know, it is kind of like a flyer. So it's, it's really tough. And then when, you know, especially when you're young, when you do get those opportunities, you have to come through and that's, yeah, it's definitely tough. I think uh, my first year I was with Detroit in camp was cut. Um, Green Bay flew me in for a workout the first week. And then I, I don't remember, but I must have worked out um, for eight to ten different teams and then end up signing with Miami going into the next season. Yeah, it's it's a crazy life, and I don't think people really understand it now. Is it is as simple as like if you're a soccer player, you can kick a football? I mean, is it that, that simple or is there more to it than that? It's, there's more to it. It's, it's 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 totally different, actually, the way you follow through on a soccer you know kick versus a football kick. And you know some guys can absolutely crush a soccer ball, but they can't kick a football and get it off the ground up in the air with the end over end rotation. So if you had to say where you would love to kick every one of your kicks, what stadium would it be? Would it be Mile High? Mile High early on when it's warm out and it's not windy. There's nothing better. I. I I love playing on grass, and I feel like playing in Arizona is the best of both worlds. You're inside in, kicking on grass. Yeah, no wind, but also no mile high, right? Right. Yeah, usually, I don't know. I, you know, usually it's not the distance. It's kicking as straight is the hard part. All right, we'll return with record-setting kicker Matt Prater right after these messages. Brought to you by the Ford Bronco Sport. Built Ford Tough. It's time for a change. Instead of working from home, work from your luxury suite at Midtown Manhattan's crown jewel, the Kimberly Hotel. Now offering special monthly rates with the most impeccable safety and hygiene protocols to keep you safe. Game Time with Boomer Esiason, brought to you by GEICO. 
On December 8th, 2013, Matt Prater attempted a record-breaking 64-yard field goal prior to halftime against the Tennessee Titans. Now, his holder, Britton Colquitt, reportedly turned to Prater and said something like, holy cow, this is for the record, <laughs> to which Prater replied, why would you say that right before the kick? Now, is that a true story? True. Yeah, and it's funny because he's very religious, and he actually said a few cuss words there, and I think I cussed back <laughs> at him. And then, and then when he, when he, when I hit it, I didn't think I caught it good. I, I I didn't catch it as solid as I would have liked to, and he's jumping on my back saying it's good, it's good, and I'm like, no, 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 I didn't hit it. It might be short, and then it barely snuck over, and then I I I, I blacked out and just went went nuts with him, and we all celebrated together. It's it so cool looking back and watching that how many guys came out and celebrated too. It was cool. Yeah, you know, did you real? Obviously, you had to realize that this was record-setting kick. I mean, you had to know that going out there, right? Not at first, because it was right at the end of the half, and Peyton hit uh, Jacob Tammy, a tight end, and he went out of bounds on their sideline. So I, I knew it was going to be just over sixty yards. I didn't know it was mm -hmm. exactly one yard further than the record. So once I got out there, and you know, Britton's getting the spot, and he <laughs> looks at him and says, "Holy cow, we'll stay." Um, this is for the record, and I said, "Why? Why would you say that right now?" As I'm taking my steps. Um, but yeah, that was a yeah, pretty crazy. I can, I can remember every little detail from everything. So you hit the ball. You said you didn't feel like you hit it right. But Britton said he felt like it was going to go as soon as you hit it. What was that like watching that ball? Were you worried that you had enough leg? I, I was worried I didn't hit it well enough. I, I thought I caught a little thin, like off my toe more than on the sweet spot. Um, but once I saw the refs put their hands up, that's when I, I knew it actually happened. That, that's like... You know, as a kicker, that's a dream come true. You 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 work at kicking those long field goals, and it's just getting an opportunity. I think in in my career, I think in regular season games, I think I'm one for one over 60 yards. It's just such a rare opportunity to get to attempt a, a kick like that. Do you think that Cliff Kingsbury would let you attempt, say, a 70-yarder or so towards the end of the half or the end of the game? Uh I don't know about 70, but yeah, we could definitely get up to 65, give or take a little bit and at the end of a half. And I, I feel like um, in all honesty, even though I saw the highlight of the Hail Mary last year with um, Murray and Hopkins, I'd, I'd be more confident in me making a 65 yarder than a Hail Mary. Work, you know, personally. interestingly, you had a kickoff against a robot, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, that was that was a fun experience. I had no idea what I was getting into, but it was it was fun. All right, so who built the robot and what was it about? Mark Rober, um, he's an engineer from uh, Apple and NASA and um, I think a couple other big companies like that. And he built this robot as like a hobby or something. I don't even honestly don't know why he even started building this robot. So then they um, reached out and they wanted to have a competition, I guess, with the robot versus me. But once I saw this robot, the thing weighed, I think, 600 pounds and... <laughs> It was it was insane. It was it was it was um, hitting field goals from seventy yards that were almost going over the net. So it did kick a hundred yard field goal. It was wow. it was insane. It was crazy. So so you so you lost the competition. That's just the way it goes. Right. We'll be back in a moment for more with Matt Prater right after this. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and this season new customers can bet $1 on any NFL game and get $150 automatically. Download the app with promo code GAMETIME and place your bets now. The promo code is GAMETIME.
I think that's one of the big opportunities we have is to continue to, you know, bring our product to more women. We do have a largely custom, uh, male customer base now, and we're working hard to get more and more women interested in DraftKings brand, interested in our products. And good news is there's plenty of female sports fans out there. So um, I think there's a great audience and we need to keep working hard to attract them to our product. We're back to Game Time, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official partner of the NFL. Welcome back, everyone, as we continue with Arizona's newly acquired kicker, Matt Prater. It's often been said that kickers lead a very lonely existence. They're often a corner practicing by themselves, or they often come into the game in pressure-packed, do-or-die situations. And when they convert a game-winning field goal, everyone rushes in to share with the celebration. However, when they miss in the clutch, they're often booed by the fans and then they're shunned by their teammates. Now, Matt, I want you to know that I've never shunned any one of the kickers I've played <laughs> with. I played with the great Jimmy Breach. I played with Nick Lowry. And those guys won more games for us than they ever lost. We were the ones uh, that lost. But i got to figure that's got to be a pretty lonely life if you do miss a game, either winning or tying kick. Yeah, for sure. It can be. Um, you know, like everybody wants to be the kicker during practice, but when the game's on the line at the very end, nobody wants to be that guy. <laughs> so. Yeah. Kind of, you get the best of both worlds. Like, you know, other guys, I, I get it, though. They're, they're grinding, working their butts off at practice, and we're basically on our own little island. And, you know, you can, you can only kick so many balls, so we're doing a lot of standing around and hanging out. So I, I get it. You know, you were a psychology major at UCF. Uh, you know, how do you get yourself ready? Is there a kind of pre-kick routine that you put yourself through mentally as well as physically, or is it just something that you just try to go out there and do naturally? Just I kind of just do it naturally. I, I, I expect to be as close to perfect as I can, but at the end of the day, I'm human. You know, mistakes happen, guys screw up, but um, I think for me, the biggest thing is just being confident, and I treat every kick the same, whether it's an extra point or a game winner or a 60-yarder. I expect to make them and look at them all the same. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering that, like, in the world of kickers and you guys that are a little bit off to the side, I'm mean, like, do you have a text thread with other kickers that you guys commiserate with during the season if you miss a kick or you congratulate if you make a kick? Yeah, there's there's probably a half dozen guys or so that we text back and forth through the season. And McManus and I last year, because of that beer challenge with Bud Light, yeah. we were going back and forth the whole season talking <laughs> about the games and what happened and whatnot. So, yeah. And in the offseason, the last couple of years now, too, I try – reaching out and kicking with college guys and pro guys. Cause I like even, even at practice, it's fun kicking with other guys to at least compete and see where you're at. You know, I think you're a great example of somebody who's come back from some difficult times. You know, I've had Brett Favre on this show and he admitted to being addicted to painkillers and he talked about his recovery and how football helped him, but also hurt him as well. Uh, I know you've been through some very tough issues yourself. You were suspended there back in 2014. What did you learn about that experience and, and what would you like to tell people that maybe are overcoming some of the difficulties in their lives as well? I say, yeah, I definitely went through some tough times and dark times, and it was all on myself. Um, but for people, it's just one day at a time, and you know, it's more so finding yourself. And for me, I was just I didn't know what to do with myself. You know, I had football, then that was it. And then when I leave, I you know was young and yeah, made made plenty of mistakes. But now, um, yeah, definitely, I think once you make a mistake, you have to learn from it, and you can't repeat a mistake. It, it, yeah, you have to learn from it, and you can't do 
you know, the same thing over again. But yeah, one day at a time and just being the best you can be. That's it. Pretty simple. Yeah, you know, I think back to 2014 when that happened to you and you had a suspension and then basically Denver let you go. And then literally four days later, Detroit picks you up because they do know that they have a player that has a unique ability to kick long field goals and do very, you know, and be very good at it. Uh, You know, when you think back to that moment in time when Detroit gave you that second chance, how did that feel? Felt awesome. Um, amazing. And I, you know, that's why I'll never have anything bad to say about Detroit. And I know they're on the, the right track. And just because for one, the people in charge and from top to bottom, from the ownership down to the janitors are just top notch people. And that's what, honestly, the thing I'm going to miss, miss most about Michigan is just the relationships and the people out there. But I'll always have a, a special place for Detroit and the Lions, especially. And I'm sure they'll have a special pace for you. All right, we'll be back for some last-minute game winners with Matt Prater right after this. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and this season new customers can bet $1 on any NFL game and get $200 automatically. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code GAMETIME and place your bets now. The promo code is GAMETIME. Drive into Manhattan for an unforgettable staycation at Midtown Manhattan's luxurious Kimberly Hotel. Treat yourself to New York City without the crowds, protected by our highest safety and hygiene protocols to keep your family safe. Game Time with Boomer Esiason is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official partner of the NFL. All right, welcome back to Game Time, everyone. We're here with Arizona Cardinals kicker Matt Prater. Let me ask you about these onside kicks and moving back the uh, the extra point. Do you blame Bill Belichick? Uh, do you have any disdain <laughs> for him for moving the extra point back? A little bit. Anything that makes your job more difficult, you're not going to be a fan of. But yeah, I think I think with the extra points too, it kind of separates guys. You know, even the guys um, that have you know kickers have up and down years, but guys usually that have great numbers on field goals, they do the same thing on the PATs as well. So I I think it separates guys too. All right, and how about these onside kicks? They keep changing the rules on you guys. They keep making it tougher for you guys. How many different types of onside kicks would you have in your playbook? Oh man. Um, I'd say maybe four to six different ones. And then, you know, I'd never seen the kick that Dallas did and got the ball back. And now I feel like everybody in the league practice it and knows how to do that kick now. Um, but yeah, I'd say four to six that I feel confident going into a game with. And I would imagine that do you come up with these concepts or is it the coaches that come up with these concepts or is it something that you guys are working collaboratively together? See, honestly, it's the coaches. You know, they have different ideas and different coaches have different philosophies that they like. Some guys like the spike, some like the slow roller, some like the one-two pop-up. And, you know, last year, like the boomerang kick. So uh, I'd say it depends on the coaches, but just over the years, like I've done with other kickers I've worked with, I've taken bits and pieces and certain kicks that they liked, I like, and I'll, I'll keep them. If, if, you know, Coach Rogers wants to try one, I'll show him at practice and go from there. Our thanks to Matt Prater for joining us today and to all of you for watching on Boomer Esiason, and I'll see you again soon right here on Game Time. I'm more nervous right now than I've been for a game in like five years, I'd say. Why? I don't know. You're, you're big time. I'm big time. Get that. Yeah. I'm big time. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I tell Phil Sims that and Coach Cower. Yeah.